Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Today we're going to talk about New Year's resolutions, which is obligatory for any self-development channel. Uh, but this is not a self-development channel, right? That's exactly the point. This is a self-awareness channel. That's what we talk about. I want to show you how to gain all the self-awareness you need so you can go on to develop in whatever way you want. These things need to balance out. Think of it like we have a fulcrum here. Then you have some kind of lever, seesaw kind of arm. We have awareness on this left end. Then we have development on this right end. And these things need to balance out. And I think the, the reason why people have problems with New Year's resolutions, goals, or visions, or their plans, whatever, is they keep stacking development bricks. And they don't stack enough awareness bricks, right? So it gets imbalanced and they can't drive anywhere. Yeah, so on beneath the fulcrum we have wheels, right? Because you got to drive, you got to go somewhere. But first, if you want to get anywhere in your life, uh, psychologically, growth-wise, uh, developmentally, spiritually, whatever, you got to balance out first. And we need to compensate the development with awareness. Otherwise, your New Year's resolution will be a compensation for itself and it won't work. Yeah, sorry. Uh, the the whiteboard. Well, the whiteboard's working, but the but the markers are not. All right, new. Yeah, everybody's talking about how AI and technology is taking over. How about we get a whiteboard uh, marker technology working first? I swear my handwriting's uh, not this bad. It's, it's just the this pad I'm getting used to here. Yeah, that's my excuse. I'm, I'm not uh, functionally retarded, I swear. But the analogy here is uh, that I think is, is good when you when looking at development and your New Year's resolutions is uh, the scientific method. And what is the scientific method? It's exactly that. It's a method. It's this process that you go through. It's not the truth necessarily it's a process you go to you go through to get to the truth and even then it's a lowercase t truth but so that's t over on the right but you got to start here on the left with what a hypothesis or maybe even before that uh, just like an observation or some intuition and your intuition may be right but it may be wrong. That's why you take it through a process. But you, you take your intuition, you take your your questions, any questions you have about the world, and you boil it down to a hypothesis. Then you develop an experiment to differentiate variables. Then you get data. Then you analyze the data. Then you have a conclusion here. And are you done? No, of course not. This is only the beginning of the next experiment take it through the same process and then you do this over and over again until you come to some kind of truth lowercase t truth because it's not subjective it's contextual right the scientific method is perfect i mean it is perfect but people still run into trouble with it and we don't get the truth out of science necessarily. Why? Is because instead of starting over here on the left with a hypothesis or observation, people start over here implicitly 
or perhaps unconsciously because they have unconscious issues and unconscious worldview that they, it's unconscious. They don't, it's affecting them outside of their awareness and they think they know the truth beforehand. And what the entire scientific method becomes then is a way to rationalize. It's just a more high IQ way to rationalize what they want to be true. There's nothing wrong with the method. It's simply how we apply it. And it's the same thing with New Year's resolutions or any goals you have or anything else, right? When people come into therapy, they have needs. Sorry. They have, have, and, and their needs are typically high order, meaning that they're are supports to those needs or the, the need is not fundamental. There are things that are, are more fundamental than that need. So let's say that the need is, okay, I have a girlfriend or a boyfriend and my question is, do I break up with her or him? I guess you could think of it like a, like a pyramid, right? Like very similar to Maslow's hierarchy and there are different levels to the pyramid. And the high order question need is, do I break up with my girlfriend or boyfriend, right? That's at the top. And you come to me and ask, and you you can even tell me the situation. And I tell you, I don't know. I don't know whether you need to break up with her or him. But what I do know is if that question is vague or, you know, not that clear to you, then we need to engage in a process through which you gain more and more awareness. You know, we just put in the foundation blocks here and we will get you to the place where this, where your answer to the question will be clear, will be so clear, hopefully that we can even make the decision easy, at least easier. Well, no promise on how easy it's going to be, but we can at least make it clear. Right. And that's why I talk about adult stages of development. I talk about separating from your parents. Talk about developing interests, like some kind of career path. What am I interested in? How can I combine what I'm interested in with what's useful? How do I do this negotiation with the world and refine that more and more Then friends? How do I make friends? How do I make friends? people of the same sex without feeling superior to them, but also not feeling inferior. Right. And then you can get something like a girlfriend here and you'll find, you know, the, the the more, the better you get with these steps here, the, the, the best possible relationship you can create with your parents. The more you do that, the more you develop your interests, the more you look at any psychological issues of either being bullied is the popular term now, or bullying other men or women, depending on what sex you are, the more those issues, more you can figure out those issues here, you will be surprised uh, something like a girlfriend, for instance, will show up in your life. You may still have to hustle a little bit, you know, uh, you, it's good to put in effort, but you know, more girls will show up in your life than any sane man would possibly need. And you get to the place where if you do need to break up with her or him, 
it's going to be way more clear. But you got to get the foundation in first. And I'm not saying you need a perfect relationship with your parents or you need perfect relationships with your friends. I mean, if you want to be orthodox about it, you know, like the, the, the guy swinging the, the, the incense burner, as I say, if, if you want to do that, then I mean, you can, but it's just, I just want to give you stuff uh, to think about. And it's the same thing with any goal you have or any resolution you want. Like I want to make more money. I want to make a certain amount of money or uh, I want to find meaning in my life or you know, typical New Year's resolution, I want to lose weight. That may be a good goal for you. But if you really want to uh, to develop the psychological foundation through which you can achieve a goal like that and have it be sustainable, you're going to need awareness. And we know this. This is why people in The Biggest Loser, of course, after the show's over, once Jillian Michaels stops screaming at you, you put the weight back on. Well, that weight loss wasn't real. Right? It was all a fantasy. You didn't have the awareness. You did not have the psychological foundation to sustain that kind of weight loss, to sustain that kind of health. You know, let's be honest about what it really is. Um, and so this is what... Wait one second. Okay, sorry about that. So, so this is what resolutions are, right? It's, it's like, just just like the scientific method that I have beautifully, perfectly diagrammed above. You have a resolution there. Okay, now, whatever the resolution is, let's say it's losing weight, and maybe that's a good, you know, goal for you. Um, but if you want to be able to sustain it. You got to put in, you got to, you got to engage in a process through which you can develop or th through which you can balance out whatever developmental goals you have with awareness and the process, you know, it looks very much like, uh, like the scientific method. Uh, so what is this process exactly? Let me, um, let me erase this. This was mostly superfluous, wasn't it? go back to the pen. So what is this process? Well, the first step is awareness. I mean, no, the first step, excuse me, is honesty, right? You need to be able to talk through your life, your issues that you have, situations in your life and emotions, feelings you have about that situation in a health way, in a healthy way. And, and honesty is not simply telling the truth about what happened. That's the first step. It looks like this. The first step is, yeah, get the facts right. What, what are the facts of this existential situation in your life, whether in the past or present? What's going on with you? And then what feeling do you have about the facts and how well can you feel it? What feeling do you have? Look, I know you want to take responsibility and I know Jocko Willink and David Goggins yell at you to take responsibility, but that's no different than Jillian Michaels yelling at, you know, people in the biggest loser reality show and them losing weight temporarily and putting it back on once she stops yelling at them. You're not going to take responsibility until you can feel feelings. I know that seems ridiculous, but you know, if, if your dad mistreated you and you do the thing where you say, I got, got a toddler screaming back there <clears throat> and you do the thing when you, where you say, 
oh, I don't resent him because, look, I understand where he came from and I understand why he did all these things. Then it's, you know, I know what's going on, right? You're you're really not going to be able to take responsibility for situations in your life until you can feel emotions and take responsibility for them. But first, before you take responsibility, you got to ask why. Why do you feel the way you feel? What does this feeling mean to you? If you want to complain and be a victim and surround yourself in self-pity, wrap yourself in self-pity, you know, about this process or about any feelings or facts in your life, this is the time to do it. But this is not the end point itself. You know, if that stuff is there, you got to be honest about it. You can't just say, oh, well, that's wrong. No, it's on. You got to be clear. You got to say, yeah, I have self-pity about this. This means to me that, you know, I can't live a life that I want because my dad mistreated me, you know, whatever it is. It's not true. It's not true necessarily. But if it's there for you, if it's there in your unconscious, you, you got to talk about it. You know, you got to be honest about, yeah, that's there. Um, and then, but then we take responsibility, right? Then we take responsibility. And then finally, you ask, uh, what able, what am I able to do? What am I able to do about this? Not what would Jaka willing do? Not what would Jesus do? What am I able to, to do? You don't have to do anything, but you just need to ask yourself that as an open-ended question. And then you just, you know, just like the scientific method, this is the process. This is the experiment. And you just take it through a bunch of iterations. What emotions come up for you as the result of talking about whatever facts and feelings in this kind of way. Now you do this enough. You do this enough and patterns start to emerge. You'll start to use the same words over and over again, or even the same subjunctive clause will come up over and over again. And then we can develop your loop. And again, this is all awareness. We're just stacking awareness blocks over here so you can balance out, so you can develop in whatever way you want and drive, you know, drive your psychological car wherever you need to go. We need to develop a loop. And what the loop looks like is, mm, well, let, let me erase this here. Uh, duh, 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 duh. Okay. What the loop looks like is this. Well, part of the loop is unconscious, right? And what do we use to represent unconscious is, of course, water. There's typically three steps that are unconscious and then two that are conscious above water. Now, the fourth step here, I mean, this is your symptom. This is what you present with. When you come talk to me and say, I have this problem. Oh, I don't have a girlfriend. I have a girlfriend who I'm not sure if I want to break up with. Uh, I procrastinate. I doom scroll on Twitter, even hope scroll, which I guess is the current year version of doom scrolling. But even that, that, that sounds like a, you know, some kind of distraction from what you really need to be doing. Hope. I mean, hope is a great, right? They call it hopium or copium. I mean, that's all a great distraction, right? That's your symptom that keeps you from living the life that you really want to live. And you say, look, Mark, this is my problem. I don't make enough money. And it's my job to say, 
That's not really your problem. Yes, that exists and it's true, but that is a symptom of how you mismanage emotions. And I'll show you how you do it generally. We have step one, step two, and step three. Now the first step that is unconscious, right? We're above water. Um, you know, it's, it's the job of therapy to make it conscious. The first step is some drive for individuation. Something, some little voice inside of you that tells you what you need to do. I guarantee you it is there. Maybe you kind of hear it, you know, a little bit. You hear a whisper, but what do you do with it? Is you repress it. You repress it with anxiety, right? So there's like some urge to do something, and this can present in a bunch of different ways the drive for individuation. But you repress it. And then as a result of repressing it, what necessarily happens is you isolate. And I don't mean physical isolation, psychological isolation, which may result in physical isolation. And then with isolation comes shame. With dysregulated anger, the drive for individuation is very much, I would categorize that as anger. It's desire. It's some drive pushing you forward. Anxiety, that your repression about it, that holds you back. And so these are now dysregulated emotions. And whenever there's dysregulated emotions, there's isolation and then there's shame. And then as the result of that, consciously, you feel the symptom. And then step five is a belief. Belief, some kind of unhealthy belief, which, well, I'll tell you generally, the, neur the general neurotic belief is I'm not good enough. For what? To have a girlfriend, to break up with my girlfriend, use that example, to lose weight, to be healthy, to have emotions, to communicate, to have friendships, to be more open with my parents, to have my own emotions, to have my own feelings when I'm talking with my parents. I'm not good enough. And this is why a lot of typical, you know, uh, mindset training, self-help, life coaching, and now what has become doctrine and therapy, cognitive behavioral therapy. That's why it doesn't work is because it focuses on the belief and says, that's the root cause. We got to change your belief. And I say, no, that's, that's ridiculous. That's never going to work. Belief is the end result of a process. Yeah. We need to change the belief, not in, not in and of itself. You need to become aware of what you're doing here. And you know, just me telling you this, look, I, this isn't really that helpful to be honest. You need to know exactly what your drive to individuation looks like exactly how you repress it, exactly how it feels when you're in this isolation and shame. So we can make this aware or so you can make you aware of this. And the more aware of this, you become these symptoms and this belief, it will gradually begin to change. So that's the loop. You, you learn honesty until the loop presents itself. And then once the loop presents itself, you know, we talk through the loop in the same way you become more and more aware of these, this process. And we do that through the ritual, which is simply learning how you are able, learning what you are able to do, not what you should do again, not what Jocko Willink would do, not what Jesus would do, what you are able to do to become more and more aware of these three steps and gradually they will begin to change.
and you engage with this process enough, and just like the scientific method, right? Each time you talk through your emotions in a healthy way, just iterate over and over again until you get to a resolution. And you may know what your resolution is now, but going through this process will make it more and more clear, more and more appropriate for you. And you will develop the ability to achieve it. You know, the, the, the willpower, the, the, the spirited nature, the energy you need to achieve this thing, to do whatever you need to do to develop. Maybe it's lose weight. Maybe it's make more money. Maybe it's break up with your girlfriend. Maybe it's to get a new girlfriend. I don't know. I do know what the process is that you need to engage with in order to, to develop in the way that you need to develop. I mean, look, it all comes down to this, that the idea that um, you cannot solve a problem with the same consciousness that created it. That's a great quotation. I don't know who said it, but it's a great quotation. You cannot solve a problem in your life with the same consciousness that created it. And this is what we do in therapy, right? We give you a new consciousness so you can bring your head up above water, look around and say, what do I want? Oh, I want that. Let's go after it. Now I'm balanced, right? Now I have stacked enough awareness blocks. Maybe I've stacked so much awareness blocks that, I mean, what I thought was my goal before was nothing. Right now I'm able to stack development blocks, you know, way out here. You know, this can extend way out here. And now you're balanced and you're able to get there. Now you don't have to read any more self-help books or like, how do I go about getting, you know, A, B, and C? It just becomes obvious. It becomes obvious. Right. It's a lot. It's well, you know, is it a lot of work? I don't know. It's, um, it's a very simple process. Sometimes it can be very difficult and painful to go through, but it's very simple. Um, I can show you that process. You know, I've kind of laid out the, the overview here, but if you want to know more, join animus.com slash schedule. The first step is to learn exactly what this process is. And then I'll take you through it step by step. It's not a matter of if you're going to develop the awareness to develop in the way that you want to. It's just a matter of when. Just, just an iteration. It's a perfect process, just like the scientific method. Now, just, a, it, it, just engage with the scientific method enough. You will arrive at truth. You know, you got to strength test your, how you analyze the data, you know, with Aristotelian logic, but you're, you're going to get there. Um. So yeah, jointanimus.com slash schedule. Thank you guys. And remember, you always have a choice. It just not be, you always have a choice to do something in your life. It just may not be about what you think you have a choice about.